Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo, and today I'm so excited to share a recent and a returning Firebird Book Award winning author with you. She's Valerie Taylor, and her book is titled What's Not Lost. And it won or placed in a whopping four categories series, contemporary novel, romantic comedy, and chick lit. Valerie is living her second career as a writer of contemporary women's fiction. Previously, she enjoyed a 30-year career in the financial services industry as a marketer and a writer. After her divorce, she spread her wings and relocated her career, first to Boston and then to Seattle. When she retired, she resettled in Connecticut, her home state, to be near her two grown children and her granddaughter. Her debut novel, titled What's Not Said, was published by She Writes Press in September of 2020, followed by the sequel titled What's Not True, which was published in 2021. The final book in the trilogy, What's Not Lost, was self-published, and we are going to talk about that today and find out why. Welcome back, Valerie. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I'm glad to be here too, Pat. Thank you so much. I am so indebted to Firebird and Speak Up Talk Radio. Uh, you, you all have been such supporters of me through the last almost three years. It, it's been an incredible journey, and I, I appreciate you all so very much and all that you do. Oh, th- so thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for saying that. I feel like you and I are just good old friends at this point, right? We are. <laughs> we are. We are. I know. Thank you for being here. So I, I want to talk about your publishing process because that was a big change for you. But before we do that, let's just take a peek into this book, What's Not Lost. Sure. Well, it is the conclusion, as you uh, alluded to, to a, a trilogy, which we'll talk more about. Um, but it features um, a mature woman, Cassie O'Callaghan, who has been on quite a journey trying to find out what she really wants in her life. Does she want her career as she's climbed the corporate ladder, uh, or does she want to be with the love of her life? And um, so this uh, book, What's Not Lost, uh, really uh, addresses that head on and and Cassie has some difficult um, decisions to make because um, the love of her life, which I just mentioned, um, he has uh, kind of a, not a secret, but a kind of a twist that happens to him, and it affects their relationship. And so she has to decide whether to go to Paris for her dream job or to stay in Boston and, and protect um, her um, uh, happiness, her future happiness. And so she does go, well, I'm kind of giving the spoiler a little bit, but she she does go to Paris despite um, Chris's um, protestations. Uh, and there she really finds what, what she wants in her life. So, you know, it's not your typical romance. Uh, genre, but it, it it does have a happily ever after to it, which um, I'm finding readers are, are very uh, happy about. But they're they're asking me for more. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, no, no, this is it. I tied it up. This is it. So onward and upward. I think it's just wise advice for everyone. It's difficult to stop when you're on top, but that's the time to. Uh 
take exactly. the time to move on. Yeah. Although I'm and, sure. And to move on. Yeah. You know, so. It is moving on. You're not quitting. Nope. I imagine, though, for you, these characters become close to you, especially after a trilogy, and probably feel connected to them and probably had a lot of fun writing some of them. I did. And, and you know, it was, it was really funny, and I'm sure other authors have said this, too, is you do end up dream. They're in your dream. You know, and you wake up and you say, wait a minute, (laughs) are they telling me something I should be doing? You know, so, um, yeah, they really do become part, part and parcel. And, and having written the trilogy, what I'm finding is that when someone asks me something specific about one of the books or, you know, any of the books, really, I have to stop and think which book it you know, uh-huh. something was in, you know, because it's, you know, it's like, well, did I say that in the first book? Did I say it in the second book? Is it in the third book? So I have to kind of ground myself in the question and um, the time period that, that we're talking about. Sure, that's understandable. Huh. That's all, It's all one big story to you that's just it divided is. into three. Was there any character specifically that was the most fun to write other than Topher the Cat? Topher the cat, my cat. So Topher was my cat. Mm-hmm. So I memorialized him in my story. I love that. Um, so the most fun, I think, is um, a character named Karen, of all things. I had named her that <laughs> even before it became a thing. Um, and then she appears in all three books. And she starts out in What's Not Said. Um, as a, a secondary character, uh, but she holds uh, some secrets, and so she she's very important, and so she's kind of woven woven through what's not said. And then um, in the sequel, what's not true, I actually made her the antagonist to Cassie, and so she you know she became the character that most uh, readers really hate. (laughs) Um, And that, that was fine. But then when I got to what's not lost and she's still important. So she's grown in importance over the books. um, I made her an ally to Cassie. So not only has Cassie grown through the whole stories. But so does Karen, and she becomes a really critical um, partner, if you will, to Cassie in uh, helping Cassie figure out what she wants in her life. So I think that was fun to write because I didn't really, I hadn't planned that. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it kind of just happened, especially when I got to the last book that it was kind of like, okay, now what is Karen's role really going to be? And I found, um, because she had taken a more oversized role in the second book, that it, it um, kind of was a natural evolution for her to, she, she had to, she had to either be good or bad mm-hmm. in the last book. And I decided to make her an ally. Yeah, I was wondering if this was a plan all along or if it just kind of came along organically. And it sounds like that's what happened. 
It did. Yeah. Any characters that gave you a hard time? Um, I would say that uh, Cassie's love interest, Christopher. So Christopher, um, you know, is younger than Cassie. He's she's like in her middle fifties, and he's in his middle forties. And of course, he's there through you know throughout the novels. And I think he was difficult to write. Because it's a male character, and um, I've known a lot of men in my life. Um, but I had to make him uh, desirable, you know, as a lover and then as her fiancé. And I had to make him, um, you know, have, you know, really redeeming qualities and make him sexy. And, and um, you know, but, but he also serves to challenge her from time to time. And then as we got into the final book, I had to uh, write him so that uh, the readers would accept him uh, in the choices that he has to make. And I think that that is one of the pieces of feedback that I'm getting is that uh, readers are, are, you know, they kind of sigh <laughs> when they read the end, but they they accept it and they they really like it. <laughs> so I think I did a good job. But it, it was difficult writing a male character because I'm not male mm-hmm. and it's easier to write females. So. Yeah, I was thinking that as you were speaking, I was wondering if the most difficult character for you was a male was because obviously you have a female perspective. But then I always find it fascinating. Sometimes I have uh, male authors that uh, mm. really write female characters, and, and that's that's all also kind of interesting as well. So just depends on the I know, You know, it's funny you should say that because I've been thinking a lot about that lately. And, and as I read um, and I, you know, I try to put myself into the author's mind as they are writing, and I'm, I'm like, how did, how did that how did that male mm-hmm. author write that? Mm-hmm. And and most of the time they do a pretty good job. So yep. you know, kudos to them. Yes, we're we're drifting on dangerous territory here, Valerie, talking about. I uh, know, <laughs> but you know, I think that um, be totally wrong on this, but I think I have read, you know, for years, um, like the genre of mysteries and thrillers, you know, except of, of course, Agatha Christie, but but most in that genre have been written by men. Mm-hmm. And now in the last decade or so, women have really kind of come into that forefront. Yes. And um, it's one of the reasons why uh, a woman writing in a mystery or thriller genre will um, use um, initials. Ah. You know, they won't they won't use their their you know real first name because you know if you're in a bookstore and you're a man and you're picking up a book you know in that section and it says you know Jane Doe on it, you might not pick it up, but if it says J. Doe, you might. Mm-hmm. 
now. Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I have to look at that mm-hmm. because with the Firebird Book Awards, I noticed that some genres like action adventure, most of the uh, entries are women. So that that's kind of interesting too. Right. So I'm going to have to look at this and then look at the initial situation within certain right. certain genres and see right. if I'm finding that to be true. Very very interesting that uh, people would even think this way. Um, mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. very odd. All right, I want to delve into something that's kind of unusual here. You've published three books, two uh, with a hybrid publisher, and and the last, what's not uh, lost, you decided to self publish. There's a story there. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> okay, we need to know. <laughs> so, um, when I wrote What's Not Said, I thought it was going to be, you know, one and done, right? And so, I, um, you know, I looked into, well, now what am I going to do with it? And I I ran into someone at a, a conference that had published what she writes, and so I, I, you know, went down that path and they, you know, accepted my novel. And then it was, so when that was being published and my readers came back to me and said they wanted to know what was going to happen with Cassie and Chris. And so I was like, really? <laughs> um, so I sat down and I thought about it and I realized that I, I had an, I could take the story, you know, from Venice into Paris and so on. And um, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do another book. And, and I contacted, she writes, and they were very willing, you know, to publish it. So it seemed like a natural progression, right? And they came out like within 11 months of each other. And then it's very expensive <laughs> to publish hybrid um, and and doing, you know, two back to back. So it was mostly a financial decision to, to go self-publishing and the fact that having done two books, um, I feel like I've got a master's in publishing. I learned so much about the process. I, um, you know, became certainly very well educated on, uh, you know, all the different steps that are needed to, to, uh, publish a book. And, uh, there's tremendous amount of resources available, uh, for people who are, uh, interested in self-publishing. And so I, I availed myself of, of some of those and uh, further, uh, you know, kind of educated myself on, on all of it. And, and I was like, you know, I can do this for, uh, for less money and I can get the book out faster. If I was going to go with, with She Writes for the third book, I had the contract in my hand and the week before I would have had to sign it, I had to make my decision. And one of another reason that I decided to self-publish was because, you know, I just published What's Not Lost this past Tuesday, February 7th. If I had um, uh, gone forward with She Writes, it wouldn't have been published till this fall. Mm. 
So I was able to, um, you know, do it for less money and faster. Mm-hmm. So There's also, though, a lot of people who th- that would have just confused them and confounded them and just said, I don't want to know the process. You do it. Mm-hmm. I'll pay whatever it is to, to get it done so that I could just keep writing and, and not have to worry about the publishing process. Because there is quite a learning curve. As you know, there's quite a learning curve to the self-publishing process. Obviously, once you get it down, you can move quickly through it. But initially, I think it's daunting to some folks. Well, you're right, because as you might imagine, I have um, exposure to a a very wide community of authors. And, um, you know, they, most of them have already published um, many of them have published through She Writes, but not all. And um, when we talk about our next adventure, our next book, um, I, I find exactly what you just said, that some, they're mostly women, some of them um, are, you know, kind of like me, you know, kind of gung-ho, you know, uh, next one's going to be self-published and, you know, we want to pick your brain, you know, and they, I mean, some of them have said, well, you do it for me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then there are others that are just like, you know, um, I am very happy with she writes and I, I have the money to do so. <laughs> um, and I don't want to worry about, uh, deadlines and commitments mm-hmm. and, and, um, and so that they, they, they go on back. And, and, and then also there, there's a third rung on here is that, um, that because they know so much more about what they're doing and because publishing has, is changing every year, um, there are new, uh, almost like smaller publishers, um, popping up that, uh, people are, are seeking out and uh, signing up with. So I think it, it's a really great time um, to be an author because we have, uh, you know, we're not confined um, to years ago where the only path was through traditional publishing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's and, and self-publishing, it's, it's, been, it's kind of been a fun, actually. It is fun. It is fun. It's very creative. I mean, it's there's tedious parts to it as well. I'm thrilled that there are all of these options. And uh, you always have to say, though, author beware, you know, make sure whoever it is that you're working with. I've run into several authors who have gotten involved with some companies that um, they're stuck. I mean, they can't they can't do anything with their mm-hmm. book. They don't own the ISBN number. They're, you mm-hmm. know, they're trickle uh royalties and and just um, a lot of things that need to be evaluated and if it's your first go around how do you know so mm-hmm. it's um great that you said that because i preparing to talk with you this morning i wrote down uh two words i wrote trusted resources mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, i think that that is what uh kind of allowed me to go down this path because I I know much more. I mean, when I think, too, of my first year with uh, What's Not Said and the money that I poured out, not to She Writes, 
but to, um, uh, you know, review, um, you know, these online re- review um, companies, I guess, uh, you know, promising yes. to, you know, expose my book to, you know, millions of, of readers. And, you know, and I bought into to a, a lot of baloney and, and uh, I got a little bit better on that with what's not true. And then uh, I'm being, you know, much more uh, cautious now with what's not lost. And, and you have to, um, you know, really kind of pick and choose what, what you're going to do. Yes. As you said, trusted resource. I know so many times people mm-hmm. ask me, can you recommend a publisher or an editor? And I just don't. I just say, you know what, given the mm-hmm. position I have here with the Firebird Book Awards, I don't want to suggest anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because just about the time you do, something you know, turns up. Low yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just, I stay out of that conversation 100%. If I can't control it, I don't want to... Uh, you know, I don't want to suggest it. So definitely need to do your homework and ask around and ask for referrals and talk to other people before Mm -hmm. you sign up with anybody. Yep. 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 All righty. Wow. There's so much to talk about. Is there anything else that you wanted to highlight here today that you think we need to Um, touch on? So maybe I'll talk about how the trilogy became the trilogy. Sure. Um, Because I think that that for me, that has been—it's been an interesting. Let's see. I guess I started writing in 2018, um, and as I, I mentioned earlier, um, what's not said was supposed to be one and done, um, and then I, you know, was kind of pushed into doing the uh, the sequel, and then so when I because book one was one and done, I didn't like lay breadcrumbs throughout that would take people into the second book. Okay. <laughs> Not knowingly. Anyway. Exactly. You didn't know. <laughs> the, no. So, but when I, when I went to book two and I was writing it and I, I figured, okay, there's going to be a third book. I was able to drop kind of hints about things going forward. So with what's not said, I always had an ending in mind. And so I had to kind of, build a story to get there. And what's not true, I knew what the middle was going to be. And so I had to kind of build around that. And I didn't, because I didn't know the end, and they always say, oh, you know, before you start writing, you should know what your ending is. I didn't know the ending for what's not true until I got into it. And and the characters kind of revealed the ending to me. But then I, because I knew the end, it got to the ending of what's not true. It was a, a natural jumping off point for me to get into what's not lost. And so, you know, I, I very robustly was, you know, started writing what's not lost. And I, I had an idea where I was going to take it. Um, but then, I was on a Zoom uh, call with uh, some ladies in Seattle uh, who were part of a book club, um, the Women's University Club book club out there that I belonged to when I lived out there. And we were talking about my books, 
And um, one of the, the ladies said, you know, I have an idea. This is what Cass- should happen to Cassie in book three. <laughs> I was like, and, it, and, I, and I had an inkling of that anyway, but she talked about it so freely and so creatively, I was able to kind of manifest her idea and um, really kind of laid it right in, in, into the book. And I, I had to make some changes um, midway to, to make it work. But, um, you know, so uh, listening to the reader is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that uh, I'm getting a lot of um, excitement about is that um, readers along the way have said that they wanted um, more of Toe for the Cat. <laughs> Good. And um, so I, I had, I think I had the Let's Not Lost like in a really good first draft. And I woke up one morning and I had a chapter about from Topher's point of view because he had to give his point of view to what was happening. Okay. But I had it buried in the uh, middle. And I woke up one morning and said, no, I've got to bring that forward. So I took the chapter out of the middle and I moved it to the prologue. And uh, I totally rewrote the chapter, the prologue. And, and it's totally from his point of view. And people are just kind of jumping for joy. Mm-hmm. They, they just love that I, that I did that. And so from a creative standpoint, when I, when I think of the three books, when I put them side by side, I say I went good, better, best. Uh-huh. And that's how I believe it should be yes. because um, my writing hopefully has improved over, you know, five years almost. Yes. And uh, so I'm, I'm really very proud of the trilogy and I'm really um, especially proud of, of this last book. Oh, I'm... Um sensing with Topher the cat that we've got a cozy mystery coming up. We do. And, and, and that's another thing that I've, I've heard from um, my fans, if you will, because, you know, when people talk about or describe what my book is or how I describe it, you know, my books, you know, it's kind of, it's a kind of a romantic comedy, but it's also got a lot of drama in it, in them, and um, and mystery, you know. And so people have said to me, you know, you really should write a cozy mystery. Mm-hmm. And so I I am. I've got a few chapters already under the belt, <laughs> and and unlike unlike what my process with with this trilogy, I actually have um, kind of scoped out books for the cozy series and kind of you know I've kind of done a little premise for each one of them. It's also kind of fun is that um, when I had to kind of rework what's not lost because of the reader's uh, suggestion one of the minor characters in what's not lost I'm actually spinning her off and she's going to be my sleuth in my cozy mystery. 
that's so smart. Yeah. That'll keep your readers happy that at least there's some thread of commonality between yeah. the uh, between the trilogy and the new series. Oh, goody. Can't wait for this. All right, my friend, Valerie Taylor, if you would share any and all contact information so everyone knows how to find you. So with self-publishing, so that's also something that I learned a lot about. Um, the paperback, uh, you can get anywhere that paperbacks are sold or through the libraries um, and bookstores, uh, indies, you know, are the major chains. Uh, certainly Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, bookshop.org. Uh, but the uh, ebook right now is only for 90 days, uh, only available through Amazon Kindle. And and so after the 90 days, I'll decide whether to keep it there or to go wide to, to every um, distribution channel. But you can find me at my website, which is ValerieTaylorAuthor.com. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and their Facebook is Valerie Taylor Author. Twitter is Valerie E. M. Taylor. And Instagram is Valerie E. Taylor. And, and you and you can laugh because it's kind of like, really, Valerie? You couldn't just get a simple, simple call sign? But you wouldn't believe that there are other Valerie Taylors around. So it made it difficult. <laughs> So my ex-husband's um, name is Ronald, and um, most people don't know this, but there's an Australian uh, couple named Valerie and Ron Taylor, and they are uh, very well-renowned, um, like, shark experts. <laughs> so... So if you go on Australia, Amazon, you'll find my books right next to uh, the Shark Experts book. So. <laughs> and, and it's so funny. If you Google my name, Pat Rulo, you'll also get an Italian wrestler. So he's, he's very well known. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> oh, hey, no. no sharks and no wrestling for us. How's that? All right, folks. You can see how much fun we've had today. You've got to get copies of Valerie Taylor's books. What's Not Said, her debut novel of the trilogy. What's Not True. And finally, What's Not Lost. Website, ValerieTaylorAuthor.com. I so was looking forward to another conversation with you. And these cozy mysteries have got my attention. So uh, keep writing and sending to us. Thank you for today. Thank you, Pat, so much. This was a lot of fun.